The blast from our past network. Hello and welcome to the Blast From Our Past podcast. We're the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. I'm John. I'm Adam. This is Mr. Literature. Yes! <laughs> Woo! Oh, I'm so happy you said that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Ben Young from the Trivial Warfare Pat. Twi- oh, God, I see. I'm so, I'm so verklempt, I can't even talk right now. <laughs> from the Trivial Warfare podcast. Uh, ben, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thanks so much. Yeah, again, I'm, I'm Ben Young. Uh, I am from. I am a co-host of the podcast Trivial Warfare, and uh, I am rabid about the topic that we're discussing tonight. Uh, I've been agonizing for over a week on this list, so I'm very much looking forward to it. I have to say, I when I I kind of I asked Adam. Um, when we had you on our, our on our trivia uh, podcast, hey, do you think Ben would would want to talk about this? He said, "Well, I don't know. I'll ask him." Where you know, worst thing you can say is no. It sounds like you're really ecstatic about this, which I was kind of surprised about, but at the same time, very excited about. Yeah, this is um, you know, I was I was born in '78, so this era of music, it, this is my childhood. We're talking about right here. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm very excited to talk about this. Uh, it was uh, it was funny when I was chatting with Ben. He was like, "All right, man, it was really tough, but I finally got down to ten. At least I didn't have to rank them." And I was like, "Good, <laughs> you do. I'm sorry." And then he was like, "Oh no, oh that bastard." <laughs> and of course, we today we are going to be talking about our top ten New Jack Swing songs. I'm excited about this one. Um, I've I've kind of been an unknowing fan of New Jack Swing for a long time, um, just kind of for a, you know when I was a kid because I'm I'm from I was born in '80, so I'm not that mm-hmm. much younger than you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to all of these songs on the radio, and I never really knew that that style had a name. I just kind of put it all together. It was just well, it just it sounds sort of R&B and hip hoppy, and I just kind of put it all put that all together. And then when I got older, I started to realize oh these they have their own styles, and I realized how many of these songs I, that I loved were actually New Jack Swing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I was like, oh, well, we're going to have to do a top 10 of this. And I'm really excited to have someone else on there because I, I Adam and I grew up with a lot of the same songs. So we may mm-hmm. not have every song the same, but Adam and I may have some similar ones. Gotcha. I'm exactly. hoping that you're going to bring some maybe some deep cuts to the party. Um, I, you know, we'll see. I, I've, I have one that I'm pretty sure is not on either of your lists because it's not considered New Jack Swing, even though it is. So mm. we'll see. Okay. Uh, I was going to go that route to say, okay, I'm just going to list a whole bunch of obscure stuff. But I wanted to be true <laughs> to myself and say, yeah. yeah, even though I like this song, I don't like it better than these other nine songs on my list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I, I was very similar. I mean, I actually, well, not very similar. I, I had... Almost every single one of my songs, except for one, was in a Billboard Hot or Billboard Top Ten. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think I think the majority of my songs are probably going to be similar with John because we had taste the same taste growing up. We listened to a lot of the same stuff, but you never know. I've, I've thought that before, and we've had completely different lists. So uh, yeah. I just wanted to give a little background about New Jack Swing. Okay, if sure. Y'all don't mind? Sure. Yeah, go ahead. All right, and I don't know everything. This is what Wikipedia <laughs> told me. So Ben, feel free to add in as much um, because you know. Uh, I, not, I didn't. I listened to plenty of New Jack Swing growing up, especially doing this list. I realized how much I did listen to, but um, 
I didn't know where it kind of came from mm-hmm. or any of that stuff. It, it apparently can also be called Swing Beat. It's a fusion genre spearheaded by Teddy Riley and Bernard Bell that was popular from the mid-80s to the early 90s. Like like most mm-hmm. people, I kind of just assumed, oh, it's early 90s hip-hop, but there's a lot right. more to it. Um, the style is said to have originated from Janet Jackson's third studio album, Control, that was from 1986. Uh, it fuses rhythm, samples, and production technique techniques of hip-hop and dance pop uh, with urban contemporary sound of R&B, specifically using R&B-style vocals over the hip-hop and dance pop-style-influenced instrumentation. Um, so specifically, the sound of New Jack Swing comes from the hip-hop swing beats created by drum machines and hardware samplers. And that was really the thing that listening to this, like, if it doesn't have that computerized drum beat, it mm-hmm. ain't it ain't yeah. uh, um, New Jack Swing. Yeah. And uh, the last little thing I wanted to mention was uh, New Jack was a slang term meaning a Johnny-come-lately or a mm-hmm. new starter latecomer used in a song by Grandmaster Kaz of the Cold Crush Brothers and Swing was instead was intended to draw an analogy between the music played in the speakeasies of F. F. Scott Fitzgerald's time to the crack houses of modern times. Um, that's kind of how it got its name. That's how uh, I can't remember who was it. Teddy Riley mentioned somebody specifically called the name for it, but I can't remember his name. Yeah, he um, he w- he's credited with the term. He's credited with kind of being the godfather of New Jack Swing, um, yep. but. Really, the the origin really kind of came out of the funk era with uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Uh, mm-hmm. They really were kind of the creators, or they were the first ones to really start experimenting with um, uh, songs that are driven primarily by the music, right? So when you think about pop music, it's really more, it's not vocally driven, kind of like your old school R&B was, or even like your bands coming in uh, through the 70s and early 80s. Um, there's really this transition to where we're going to be driven by this this beat and and by beat we're talking about a very sophisticated drum track right so this mm-hmm, is something yes. where you're layering 12 15 18 tracks on top of each other to build something uh very complex beats uh pretty elementary lyrics in most cases <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a lot of sexual innuendo in, the, in this yes qu- yes absolutely <laughs> quite a bit um, well, I'm really excited to get started. Since we got three of us, I think we should go ahead, and, unless anyone had anything else they wanted to add before we jump in. I have two things. Um, sure, please, go ahead. So I wanted to clarify on my list, um, I, I I identify a new Jack Swing song as to be strictly in the R&B genre, and more specifically, an upbeat song. So I intentionally excluded all rap songs, or so- primarily rap songs from my list, so no, it takes two, no bedtime story, and also I did not include any slow jams on my list. Mm. So anything okay. you can't do, the Roger Rabbit two, I did not include, <laughs> which is essential to New Jack right. Swing, really. When you and think that about hurt it. my heart because probably my favorite song of this entire era is "Piece of My Love" by Guy. But it's a slow jam, and it's not on my yeah. list, so yeah. I had to I had to make the cut. Missed the okay. I'll be I'll be honest with you. There's one on my list that could possibly is could really be considered hip hop, 
mm. and I yeah, left it on. I left it on there because I I, I love it so much. So yeah. I mean, it, it may not fall into that. The rest of them, I think, definitely do. But there is that one. Yeah. And yeah, I did kind of struggle. None of mine are slow jams as well. They're all got upbeat. It. They're all danceable ones. I've got one slow jam. I think. Which I'm happy about is I love it. Uh, and yeah. then for me, the only thing that I kind of put to myself was I-, I wanted to make sure every song on my list pretty much was considered New Jack Swing. Uh, there's a couple ones that like I saw from other people's lists online and things like that where it's like, oh, this was uh, considered a New Jack Swing song, and it, but it's got elements of New Jack Swing, but it really doesn't scream right. New Jack Swing to me. So like all of my songs I feel should or mostly scream New Jack Swing. Got it. Yeah. The other uh, thing I wanted to say before we yeah. start is I actually have multiple blood relatives and uh, close family members that uh, put out music during this era. Mm. So I have also intentionally excluded them from the list uh, <laughs> as to not introduce bias. That's a um, safe safe bet <laughs> or yeah. else your family might get upset at you. <laughs> yeah. So I, anytime people, people put out, what's your favorite song? I said, okay, excluding family, <laughs> this is my favorite song. So, yeah. Are you allowed to say who they are? I can. Um, so uh, you may be familiar with a group called Intro. It started in the early 90s. Okay. Uh, their pop, one of their big songs is they remade Ribbon in the Sky back in, I think it was 93 or 94. Uh, okay. uh, my brother uh, was the lead singer and the main songwriter for that that group. Oh, nice. So while there are definitely some New Jack cuts on their first album, I did not include any intro songs. <laughs> um, and then by marriage, I'm actually related to the great Robin S., uh, of the Show Me Love oh. fame. So okay. I did not include any of her music either, again, to avoid bias and arguments in my family. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Uh, let's get started with our list. Adam, why don't we start you off? Sure. Um, all right. My number 10 is by one of the biggest female art- artists of all time. There is a chance this is y'all higher on y'all's list, and she is credited as being one of the early founders of the entire genre. Uh, my number 10 is Janet Jackson's Miss You Much. Now, I'm going to clarify something. So one of the rules that we did, and I didn't mention this, I forgot to mention this at the top, is that we, we only allowed one song per artist um, to just kind of to keep from sort of artist bias happening in our list. Mm-hmm. So if you have, if you have the same um, artist that's higher but a different song, you don't have to say higher. So it's only if, the, if, only yeah. if that specific song is higher. Got it. All right. So that song is not on my list. Uh, that song is not on my list. Okay. okay, that's that's a fantastic song. Um, it was came out in 1989 uh, off the Rhythm Nation album. It hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100, and it was uh, I think a top single of the year as well. Janet's voice just works so well with the style. Um, I mean, it makes total sense because you know part of it came from or potentially came from um, her album 86 album Control. Which I like, believe um, Jimmy Jam and Terry Riley produced, correct? Okay. Terry Lewis, yep. 
Terry Lewis. Okay. Sorry. Good. I know Jimmy Jam was on there. Sorry. Yes. I That's get my Terry's mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's Teddy Riley. Man, Teddy I'm Riley. Yeah, Teddy Riley. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's got a fantastic music video with, with just great choreography with it. Like, the song gets me moving. It gets me grooving. And um, it's it's just, it's perfection. Well, it's number 10 in perfection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's um, fair. Somebody had a hot take in one of my friends, uh, some Facebook group that said that uh, Janet Jackson's um, first two albums were actually better than Michael Jackson's first two albums. And mm. I'm such a big Michael Jackson fan, I couldn't quite agree. But when you listen to those songs up and up top mm. to bottom, there's an argument there. Oh, those are really good albums. I, I would absolutely agree. Because, um, I mean, I John and I, we did a top 10 uh, Michael Jackson list and nothing off of um, that, that first album, the Michael Jackson, his solo, his... Um, debut album or even off off the wall made it on my list at all personally wow wow because I, I think i think all of his stuff um from thriller and on was generally better than his first two albums yep okay i didn't i didn't agree with him <laughs> yeah he didn't <laughs> i didn't agree gotcha i thought i i, I liked off the wall john likes uh, the okay. disco style i uh, yeah i like yeah. i like some disco i like to boogie <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, so my number 10 um, was actually lower on my list for a while until I kind of started to listen to everything and it started to creep up and creep up. And it was one that I didn't initially think of. It was one that I saw when I was looking at other people's lists and then listened to it and remembered it. And it just, the more I listened to it, the higher it got until it finally, it finally bumped off my number, my old number 10 and became my new one. And that's the song Live and Learn by Joe Public. Not on my list. Uh, was an honorable mention for me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not on my list. I really liked it. Um, I liked the uh, kind of some of the sample stuff that you can hear in the background. There's not too much to the song. It's just really fun. It's danceable. It's it's moving. And I, I just really enjoyed it. Sorry, I don't have too much on that's that all, one. All right. yeah. I listened to a couple different Joe Public uh, songs, and they had some good stuff, but I agree. Live and Learn was uh, just definitely my favorite of the ones that I had, had listened to when doing this research. I have nothing to say about this song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not, fine. Not one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> so for me, for my number 10, uh, it's number 10 because it's technically, it is definitely a New Jack Swing song, but it's kind of on the edge in that it is a little bit more vocally driven than the other songs. Uh, my number 10 is Casanova by Levert. I ain't much Jones Casanova. Me and Romeo ain't never been friends. Can't you see how much I'm really loving? Gonna sing it to you time and time again. Oh, Casanova. Okay, did not make my list. Not on my list. Okay, so yeah, this came out in 1987. Uh, it peaked at number five on the Hot 100. Um, 
you know, growing up by a mother that was a baby boomer, pretty much all of the big heartthrobs of the 80s, she had all of their music. So, um, you know, Luther Vandross was re- like, you know, how you have required reading in school. <laughs> yeah. Like Luther Vandross was like required listening in my house. Like you, <laughs> you had to do that. Um, Anita Baker was another required listening. And then Levert, because of his, you know, he first of all, he's music royalty because his dad uh, was lead singer from the OJs back in the uh, 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, this was required listening. Anytime this song came on, she thought that he was the biggest hunk of all time and uh it just brings back a lot of memories and just you know being in the backyard or you know clean up the house uh it just it has it, it just hits so hard it's a it's a love song it's got a great groove to it um you know it tells a really good story it's it's unique in terms of its songwriting which is um a signature of Gerald Levert's and um uh, it's just a great song yeah i all guess right. i really know it i'm definitely going to be checking it out after this yeah sure uh, all right, Adam, you're number nine. All right, my number nine is uh, by another one of the greatest female uh, artists of all time. Um, one of the best voices in the history of voices, period. Uh, and I'm talking Whitney Houston with her song, I'm Your Baby Tonight. Uh, that was like my number 12, so it was just okay. off of my list. list. Yeah, sadly, Whitney's not on my list either. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm Your Baby Tonight came out in 1990. Um, it's off the album, I'm Your Baby Tonight. It hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100. You get a simplicity with the beat on this one, but when you add Whitney's voice, and she's not even like going full Whitney, not even, she's like maybe like, 40% Whitney in this one. And that's all you need. Like, it's a great song. It's produced by L.A. Reed and Babyface. Like, are you kidding me? Those are two of the most amazing producers. Um, so, like, of course, they just, they hit it. They made a banger. And it's just a great song. I love it. It's Whitney. That's all, that's all I can say. <laughs> it is a great song. Mm-hmm. I will give you that. Yeah. Um, all right. So, my number nine, uh, similarly to your 10, Ben, was it's kind of, was kind of driven by nostalgia in that... Um, I didn't own this album when I was young, but our sister did, and she listened to them a lot. And I kind of, I've, I've, I've not seeked it out, but anytime I hear it, I kind of get nostalgic for the days when we were kids and um, we used to listen uh, at the dinner table. Our mother would let us each pick out a CD, and we'd pick, we'd take a CD or a tape or something like that, and put it in the stereo, and put it on. Um, if we had a CD, we could put it on shuffle or something like that, and that's what we'd listen to during dinner or when we were cleaning or something like that. Uh, because she, she, our mother listened to. In fact, our mother was a pretty big influence on mm-hmm. music. Our father was as well, but we lived with our mother, so we yeah. we got that every day. But my sister had this album, 
And every time I hear it, I get nostalgic, no matter how kind of cheesy it is. And that's the song, uh, I Want to Sex You Up by Color Me Bad. <laughs> Hi, higher on my list, baby. Is it really? Oh, God. Yes, it's higher on my list. Oh, before you go forward, I just have to say, how awkward is that to be sitting at the dinner table with your mom with I Want to Sex You Up playing? That's amazing. <laughs> well, it was when when you're when you're like, I don't know, uh, God, what what year did this come out? Uh, that one came out in ninety one. Yeah, ninety one. So yeah. I was like, I was like eleven. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah. at that point, it was just funny. Yeah, that was awkward. Six. <laughs> the the awkward the awkward time was the time I went to go see um, Eyes Wide Shut with my mother oh, in the theater. A, oh, yeah, that was awkward. awkward. An interesting film. <laughs> I have right. more awkward. Uh, I went to see He Got Game in the movies with my mother. Oh, that's <laughs> that was awkward. <laughs> my mother oh, and my sister. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. So I ha- uh, you have that one higher, Adam. I do. All right. All right. Okay. I'm assuming you don't have that on your list, Ben. Uh, this, uh, that's not on my list. <laughs> yeah. Okay. For you. All right. You're number nine, sir. My number nine. Okay. So this is, by many people's standards, the biggest or second biggest artist of this entire era. Uh, I, I, I would say that he gets overlooked a lot um, just because his hits weren't as big on the popular charts as some of the other artists that we're going to mention. But he's legendary in, in my eyes. Uh, so my number nine song is I Want Her by Keith Sweat. Not on my list. I have that higher on my list. Oh, higher on your okay. List. Okay. All right. I have that higher on my list. All right. Coming around to number eight, Adam. All right. Number eight. Uh, I don't want to talk about this one too much. I have a good feeling, John, that this one's on your list and that it's higher. Um, so I, I don't want to bring it up too much, but we'll see. Uh, my number eight is Boys to Men, Motown Philly. Uh, yes, I have that higher on mm-hmm. my list. Figured. It, it is not on mine. I'm a little surprised, but okay. I'm surprised that it's all the way. Oh, yeah, I know. It's eight for me. You're like, I know you can see it. You're probably like cutting deep, John, because I know you're a fan. Well, we'll see. Well, I may have a bunch of songs I don't have, so yeah, I, I, that, I mean, obviously I do. So, and that's what, I, and I'm glad about it. Otherwise, it was just going to be two boring white guys talking about like <laughs> the hits, and that's it. I mean, and yeah. you're you're got hits, but stuff that we didn't hear. So that's right. great. Uh, okay, so this is the one where it it could technically uh, be considered more hip hop than New Jack Swing. However, this band was known uh, for a New Jack Swing song specifically. Uh, so much that that was the name of the song was New Jack Swing, and that's the song Rump Shaker by Rex and Effects. <laughs> not, not on my list. I didn't figure. It's not on my list, but it's a great okay. song, dude. This is another song I'm actually nostalgic for. The song came out when I was in middle school. Middle school, I very much remember this, especially I think it was like sixth grade uh, when I remember hearing the song. And I don't know why I fell in hard to this song because I was like right in the beginnings of my grunge phase. So I was listening to mostly <laughs> grunge and hard rock and stuff. But something about this song spoke to me. So 
I just I've always loved it and um I I I listened to the song New Jack Swing. I like the song New Jack Swing. I like this song better. So I just decided I you know I'm going to put it on my list. So eh, it 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 toes the line because it's mostly rap and it is a little silly, but I love it. So that's why it's my number 8. <laughs> yeah, this this was I think probably one of the first um this is kind of on that leaning edge of when rap started to get ridiculous and just started talking <laughs> about a whole bunch of nothing. This uh-huh. this is like the beginning of that kind of, you know, bass music, you know, down south, you know, booty music. This that's the beginning of that rump shaker. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's the that's the right on the edge. All right, uh, Mr. Young, you're number eight, please. Okay, so my number eight. Um, this is probably the greatest uh, female vocalist group of all time. If not, they're way up there. Um, it's an iconic song, iconic video. My number eight is Hold On by In Vogue. not on my list but so uh, heavily yeah, considered it's not, it's not on my list and that i kind of left that one off on purpose because adam and i did a whole episode on in vogue mm-hmm. so i kind of left that one off on on purpose but i i yeah. totally agree that it is a great song it's a good song but like a lot of their i i like a lot of uh, their other catalog mm-hmm. much better mm-hmm. than hold on but it is that one is damn good so it's a good choice very good yeah choice. i i wanted to first of all i want to make sure there was some diversity on the list um and mm-hmm. also um, again, it is vocally driven more so than a lot of the other songs that, mm-hmm. that by my own definition. However, it's just so iconic from the era that I, I couldn't leave it off. So that was my number eight. Funny, funny enough, um, that holding on was, uh, I think, uh, um, the year end top, top single for the R&B charts that year. And hold on by Wilson Phillips was the number one in the pop charts. So it was all about holding on that year. Hold on, it's yep. just... <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Adam, you're number right. seven. So my number seven, and this happens uh, almost every one of these top 10 lists or kind of does where if I'm doing my research and I'm trying to find, you know, different songs and like, you know, just, just, just like reinvigorating my head on like, okay, back into like, you know, whatever we're researching. Um, I find a song and I latch onto it that I never knew before. And I actually wasn't all that nostalgic to it, but right now I'm like, fuck, this song is really getting me. Um, and so this song didn't even chart at all. Uh, but I really enjoy it. And it's by a guy named Suave and the song's called got me going.
Not on my list. Not on my list. I'm trying to I'm trying to place that in my mind. It's not coming up immediately. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I only found it just for, I can't even remember how I found it, but just like I think I was listening to a big New Jack Swing playlist on either Spotify or YouTube, and this one came on and I was just like, ooh, ooh, I like that. Uh, so, <laughs> and so it kind of just kind of crept up higher and higher while I was doing my numbering. Okay. Cause the way I, the way I do mine, I like do a big old list and then I kind of bring it down to about 20 ish. And then I create an iTunes playlist and I just play them through like multiple times <laughs> and I just move it up and down. Like, Ooh, I like that one better. I like that one less. I like that one better. I like that one less. And kind of keeps going and, and, and uh, got me going, landed on my number seven, okay. uh, came out in 1991. The album was called to the max. Uh, it's got, you know, heavy, heavy drum. Uh, machine beat to it it's got that use of that uh, uh that female uh, sound that like they use a lot in new jack swing and they probably use it a little too much in this song but i, I mean i freaking enjoyed it um you know it's just it's kind of simple it's a little bit maybe too standard but whatever it is about it it just screams new jack swing to me and i was just enjoying the whole damn thing so awesome all right so uh, I'm, if you didn't complain about Rex and Effects, you might not complain about this one. <laughs> this My number seven does skirt the line of more pop than New Jack Swing, um, but uh, every everything I looked at says that she is a New Jack Swing singer, and I kind of just went with one that I thought worked, because I really I, she's pretty iconic at this point. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Uh, my number seven is Straight Up by Paula Abdul. Not on my list. Okay. Yeah, not on my list. I mean, that song is is a banger. It really is. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I. I don't know if I. I'd have to re-listen to it to make to check if I would consider it New Jack Swing. It's definitely okay. a New Jack Swing song. Um, okay. It, yeah, it, it qualifies in, in, to me. And she's one of those artists where in this era, I, it didn't even come into my mind in terms of her being an uh, option. But that's definitely a New Jack Swing song. So, I mean, it, it peaked at number one, and it was a huge song. It was everywhere. She was a, a, a huge star. Um, I remember seeing her videos all over MTV at the time. Was was um, this I, the one that she did with DJ Scat Cat? That, the no. The music where she did? No, that wasn't that one? That, um, uh, that was uh, Opposites of Track. Ah, uh, yes. Track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, it, it's, it's, it is a good song, and I think the fact that it was – I think the fact that it's more pop and dance is probably why I had it a little bit lower. I didn't have it – higher because i think it's it is a great song but as far as new jack swing stuff i that's why i kind of brought it down a little bit our sister listened to that damn paula abdul album to <laughs> death <laughs> yeah she did mm-hmm. maybe maybe i'm i'm haunted by the memory of our sister i mean I should yeah, say, well, she's, she's not still dead alive. she's, she's not, not dead, dead. <laughs> we just talked to her the other day <laughs> all right the memories of our sister yeah. in our childhood yes that makes that. sense gotcha <laughs> all right 
Um, ben, you're number seven. I'm not going to go into much detail. I'm sure this is probably higher on your list. This better be on both of your lists. <laughs> um, this song was number one on the R&B charts on my 12th birthday, and Ooh. it is Poison by Bill Biv DeVoe. Higher on my list. Higher on my list okay. as well. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, all right. Number, number six. six. Whew. Whew. We are going to incur the wrath. Of <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we uh, skirted that. Okay. Um, my number six is by another all-time great female group. Not as good of in, in, as In Vogue because In Vogue has some of the best harmonies of any uh, female or any group, period. This group is not about harmonizing. Um, they're about just fun, good music. You get some rap in there. You get some... It's all over the place. They just do great stuff. Um, and their early albums, uh, particularly this album, was uh, definitely set in New Jack Swing. And uh, my number six is TLC, What About Your Friends? Not on my list. Okay. Came out in 1992 on the album O on the TLC tip. Uh, hit number seven on the Billboard Hot 100. Um, other songs charted higher from this album, but What About Your Friends is just one that that I always enjoyed, and I think it's easily the best one on that album. Uh, their, later, their later stuff kind of drifts from New Jack Swing, so I, I really wouldn't call anything from Crazy Sexy Cool uh, to be considered in this genre, but... This one, it just whatever it is, it's catchy. It gets me, it gets me moving. You know, it, it's um, it's fun. I, I like the message. You know, about like not not don't don't forget about your friends. Don't 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 fuck around like that. Yeah. Um, and it, there's just I get I get nostalgic when I listen to TLC. And as John knows, Chili made my top ten '90s crushes. And so anytime yeah. I see her, I'm like, yes, please. Yeah, that's, that's everybody, and she still looks like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, TLC was one of those groups. Uh, they kind of ushered in the kind of the postmodern era past New Jack Swing, where you kind of got into a lot of mid-tempo, slowed down stuff. Um, you know, the the R&B boy band renaissance that Boys to Men kind of ushered in. They were kind of mm -hmm. part of that that new wave of kind of that slowed down, you know, boy band, girl band, and then it, they they ushered that into neo soul after that. So that, they, they were kind mm -hmm. of the part of that transition from New Jack Swing into neo soul in the late '90s, early 2000s. Uh, so my number six was, I believe, Ben's number nine, which was "I Want Her" by Keith Sweat. Dream, 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 dream,
Um, I'll just really quickly say this was one where it's similar to Live and Learn. I had forgotten about it until I listened to it. And this song actually makes me think of um, the skating rink. Because we used to go to the skating rink all the time in the 80s, and I remember hearing this song being played all the time. And that's it brought me back to the, the, the days of the skating rink, which is, I, you know, it's one of my more favorite <laughs> memories of my childhood. So that's why it's on my list. Just to comment on that, <clears throat> Keith Sweat is one of those artists that didn't chart very high on the popular chart. So mm-hmm. you weren't going to hear him unless you were listening to the Black Station. That's just because, <laughs> <laughs> you know. All right. So my number six um, is a group. I could not leave them off of this list. I had to include them. Um, <clears throat> just a great, fun song by a very eclectic band. Uh, my number six is Feels Good by Tony, Tony, Tony. Not on my list. Yeah, um, came out in 1990. It charted at number nine on the on the Hot 100. Um, Tony 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 is just one of those really. They are a they are the type of band that defines this time period. When you mm-hmm. when people say I went mm-hmm. to a Tony 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 concert, you know that they're <laughs> talking about a specific period in time. Even though they did tour for a long time, um, it just takes you back to cross colors. You know, very vibrant. You know, bright orange, bright yellow shirts, polka mm-hmm. dots, and all kinds of crazy <laughs> patterns, and you know the 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 leather chains with uh, the Africa and the and the the mm-hmm. red, green, and yellow symbol. Like that's you know the the it was woke before woke was woke. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yep. That's what 2020 20, 20 was. That's what that's what they they really kind of brought to their music. Yeah, we may hear from them again. That's all I'm gonna <laughs> okay. say. Okay, all right. <laughs> Uh, all right, Adam, we're on all our right. top five. All right. Um, my number five was a song that I think like, on every list that I saw from, from people online, it made like their top 10. I don't know if they had it as high as five typically, but God damn, it's a good song, you know, <laughs> because it's Friday night. My number five <laughs> is Johnny Kemp just got paid. Higher on my <laughs> list, bro. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you though. Okay. <laughs> all right. So my... Number five is also by Janet Jackson, and uh, I cannot remember what uh, what album did I come off of. Rhythm Nation, Rhythm uh, Nation. That's right. Yeah. So mine actually comes off the Control album, and that is the song Nasty. Mm. 
<laughs> not on yeah. my list. Love the song. That's a good one. Yeah, not me either. Um, I I've always really liked this song. I I wanted to. I was listening back to the control album because you know everything said well. It kind of started here, which is obviously not entirely true, but it is a good place to start. And I remember hearing the song like, oh God, I remember this. How much fun this song was, and. It was one that started lower on my list and then kept creep- creeping up and up and up until it finally got to number five, which is where I, I thought it should should have settled. Um, it charted, it only got it to number three in the Hot 100, but it did get to number one in the Hot R&B and Hip Hop uh, songs for Billboard and charted pretty much everywhere else in the world. And I I just think it's, I think it's my favorite song off of that whole album. Yeah, epic song. Um, that the the instrumentation in that is just so unique and iconic like it just mm-hmm. sticks out in your mind immediately and her god her voice in that song too gets me every time mm-hmm. oh yeah because she's just she's like it's full of attitude <laughs> it's it's nasty mm-hmm. in a good way you could tell that i don't know how much they coached her but towards the end when she's like who's that eating that nasty food <laughs> wow <laughs> that's yeah that's about as yeah that that's pretty good <laughs> All right, Ben. This is my number five. Okay. Yep. This is probably going to be a deep cut for you guys. Okay. Um, song was in 1989. It only peaked at number 60 on the Hot 100 charts. Um, this is a band that was an offshoot of Babyface. In fact, mm. Babyface's brother was one of the singers in this group. My song is Can't Stop by After Seven. Can't say I know it one. Yeah, I, know can't, it. I don't know it, so it's definitely not on my list. So, um, so again, I'm breaking my own rule. It, it is more of a vocally <laughs> driven song. However, it's amazing. Um, and there's a as an LP where they actually start the song by singing the chorus a cappella. It's one of the most beautiful things. It, it's it's one of those mid tempo songs you could just barely Roger Rabbit to it. Like it's just fast <laughs> enough. Uh, but it's just an amazing song. I'm gonna take I, your word for it, Ben. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, I'll, have yeah. to, I'll have to listen to it as soon as yeah. we're done here. Uh, all right, Adam, number four. Uh, my number four, um, it, it made all three of our lists, and Ben was going to slit our throats if it didn't. Uh, <laughs> my, my number four is Belle Biv DeVoe, Poison. I have that higher still. Okay, we'll hold. <laughs> so we'll, we'll have to push that up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so my number four might actually go higher because – Adam, you mentioned that this band was on your list, mm. and I don't know if we if we picked the same song, but my number four is Tony, 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 If I Had No Loot. Higher on my list. Okay. Mm, yeah, that's a good one. That's a yeah. good one. 
All right, so my number four, uh, we haven't mentioned this band yet, so I don't know if, uh, if they're on your list or not. Um, they're, they got, in my opinion, probably overshadowed a little bit by New Edition because they came out around the same time. Um, however, they're one of my favorite bands of all time. Uh, Teddy Riley was in this band, which doesn't narrow it down much as he was in like five bands across his career. <laughs> uh, my number four song is I Like by Guy. Not no, on my list. Did, guy didn't make my list, but like there was like there's 20 guy songs that all were great and could have <laughs> made the list. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a close call between I like and Groove Me. Like I had to figure out which one I was going to put on here, and it, I like it ended up being it. But it's, it's like, just one of those happy kind of mid tempoish songs, and it's just I don't know, just makes me smile every time I hear it. And of course, it was a massive hit. I, I don't have the chart right yeah. in front of me, but it was it was pretty big. I like put a bunch of guy songs on like my original playlist. Uh, Want to get with you was the one that made my like cl- highest, closest to the ten. It made like thirteen for me. Gotcha. All right, we're here. We're to our t- uh, our top three, mm-hmm. and I know there's at least one that's going to be on Adam's. Or... Yep. Yeah, I mean, if you guys have been paying attention, yeah, two of my top three have been already spoiled. So we'll same, see if I get spoiled. The same as me, actually. Two of my top three have also been spoiled. Yeah. All right, so Adam, why don't you go ahead and number three? My number three was uh, your was John's number nine or something like that. I can't remember. Um, mm. Which is oh, one of the sexiest damn songs of all time. <laughs> Color me bad. I want to sex you up. <laughs> Come inside, take off your coat. I'll make you feel at home. Now let's pour a glass of wine. I mean, as so it came out in 1991 off the CMB album, it hit number two on the Billboard Hot 100. Um, it was featured on the soundtrack for New Jack City, so hell yeah. Um, if the song, if this song doesn't make you a little horny, baby, I do not know what will. Because just listening to it, it's so smooth. The verses are smooth. The chorus is fantastic. Uh, the way they start off the song, I mean, it was also it was produced by uh, DJ Freeze. 
um, who we're going to hear from again because he does he did Poison as well, which we'll mention later whenever John gets to it. But like, I want to sex you up. I mean, if this doesn't make a fucking list, then you should not be having a fucking list, uh, like a playlist, because this song is perfect for that. Oh, yeah. I, I call it my panty droppers list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yes, I. I mean, uh, it, I mentioned before that I was kind of nostalgic for it. Is and actually, I think as I've gotten older, the more I realize how it's actually not a bad song. It actually is mm. a very good song. It, it had a lot of like, you know, there was a, a period where you're like, oh, this is just like stupid cheesy. Color Me Bad is just kind of cheesy. But you know, as I got older, I've respected this song more and more and more. Do, have y'all uh, done a top ten on panty droppers? No, we have not, we but have I, not. Okay, I like that idea. Sign but if you want to do it, uh, I will, we will gladly put that on the, on the schedule. Yep, we'll, yeah, they're going to – we'll have to rein that one in a little bit yeah. just because it's, you know, so many decades of songs. Yeah. I, well, I don't know, Adam, you know what this is, but uh, Ben, are you, are you familiar with the, the website Cameo? Not the band Cameo, the website um, Cameo. Not, Word up. Not, we're, not, not familiar with the website Cameo. Okay, so basically, it's it's like one of those things where you can pay a celebrity to give a shout out to somebody. Hmm, okay. Um, and when we hit a hundred episodes here, mm-hmm. I, I I paid to have um, Kevin Conroy give Adam yeah, a shout which out, which was fantastic. He was the voice of Batman, voice of Batman from the animated yeah. series. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, because I did that, now I get ads <laughs> all the time. <laughs> and the most recent ad I've gotten was uh, Brian Abrams from the band. Color Me Bad, who was like, I think he was like the token white guy uh, in the group, who cool. now looks the guy, more the like guy who, me. The guy, who looked, the guy who looked like Kenny G? They had a guy who looked just <laughs> yeah. like Kenny G. Is that no, you're talking about? Oh, okay. I think so. <laughs> wow. But he's definitely, he definitely looks more like me now. He's rounded uh, okay. out. Okay. 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 My number three. Okay. So uh, if, I, I'm kind of surprised we haven't heard from this guy yet. I'm going to say my pick of his song may not be everyone else's pick of the song because i definitely think he has better songs this one's just my favorite uh, my number three is my prerogative by bobby brown higher on my list <laughs> that, i'm spoiled now my there's that no drama not on my list but, but he definitely is all right so let's go to your number three then ben all right so my number three is um this is probably the premier band of this era um they, they had so many monster hits off of their any heartbreak album and it was hard for me to pick just one from that album because pretty much the whole album is amazing. So my number three is If It Isn't Love by New Edition. I don't love her. I try to tell myself. But you can see it in my eyes. So don't deny. I can't fool no one else. The truth is in the tears I cry. Not on my list. Mm-mm. Yeah, so, uh, and of course, I don't have the chart numbers in front of me. It was a huge song. Everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so New Edition was was unique in their pioneers for a lot of reasons. Um, one is, of course, you know, vocally driven again. I should have never made that rule because I've been yeah. so many times <laughs> on this list. But, um, you know, 
their the manager and the guy that kind of helped them kind of become famous, he was very much a throwback on choreography, on that mm-hmm. on stage choreography. And part of this band's popularity is just how much they were, you know, how much choreography mattered in their performances. And they will always be remembered for, you know, vocally their their harmonies and just how amazing their performances were from a choreography standpoint. And um, it, you'll be hard pressed to find anybody, a group of guys that could dance better than them that's not named Jackson. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, new addition, If It Isn't Love, number three. All right, Adam, you're number two. Uh, my number two, no surprises on for anybody, but I guess the order is a surprise. <laughs> Um, my number two is Tony, 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 if I had no loot. Great song from 1993 from the Sons of Soul album, hit number seven on the Billboard uh, hit or top 100. Um, there's just so many good things I love about this song. I love the way it starts off. Hey, I mean, it's so damn good um, from start to finish. It's almost got a little bit of like, a, you know, alt hip hop vibe. It reminds me just a tiny bit of, you know how much I love uh, AD Arrested Development. They're mm-hmm. one of my favorite hip hop bands of all time, period. And this isn't like a lot like that. It's still got plenty of that new Jack to it. But it's it's got it's just a little bit edging onto like other styles and not like super new jack, but it is still so fucking good. I love their use of sampling. Um, the mm-hmm. use of the the ice cube. You can new jack swing on my nuts. That's a great line. That's a great line. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, John, please go ahead because this song is so fun. It it is, and I remember. I actually remember the first time I I heard it. I actually saw the video on MTV because I mm-hmm. didn't. I don't know. I, I'm imagining you didn't either, Adam. But we didn't listen to a lot of the R&B radio stations. Yeah, it was MTV uh, for us. Yeah. It was mostly so. Any most of the exposure that we had to, honestly, quote unquote, black music was through MTV. Mm-hmm. So the first time I heard this, I saw the video and really enjoyed the video, and then fell in love hard with the song. And it's been it's it, it's been on my sort of shuffle rotation pretty much since I heard it. Mm-hmm. I think I did. I think I did have the single cassette of mm. it. I think. Yeah, that sounds that sounds familiar. And uh, but I it's I've anytime I've anytime I've moved to a new medium I've I've always had some version of this song because I've I've just always enjoyed it. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> yep. Is it amazing that it was that high? No, no, not at all. Not at all. All right, uh, we're on two, right? Yep. We are on two. All right. Uh, well, so no surprise for this one. Number two is Poison by Belle mm-hmm. DeVoe. Girl, I must warn you. I said something strange in my mind. Yo, situation is let's cure it because we're running out of time. Tell them, Rick. It's all so beautiful. Relationships they seem from the start. It's all so Mm-hmm. Say 
Uh, I'll quickly just start about this. I've this was one where I actually did have the entire album on cassette, um, and I remember we used to. Um, this is, we've said this a few times, but Adam and I shared a room pretty much until I went to college, because um, we only we had it was it was pretty much just the two of us plus our sister and our mom, and we, we had we always lived in houses with three bedrooms, which meant the two boys had to stay in one room together. And so usually every night, sometimes we would play music in the on the stereo, or sometimes we would just I would fall asleep with with Walkman on, and I had this entire the entire uh, album for Poison, and I remember I wore that thing out because mm-hmm. it's been I've listened I listened to it so much. Yeah, uh, it came out in 1990. The off the Poison album hit number three, the Billboard Hot 100, and it to me it's such a simple drum beat, but it might be one of the most iconic starts to a song. That I, mm-hmm. I I hear that 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 hits and I'm just like ah poison oh my god I'm excited <laughs> like uh, this one was also produced by Dr. Freeze uh, same person who did I want to sex you up and we've talked about this before what also gets me doubly nostalgic for this song is that uh, Dr. Turk on the show Scrubs danced <laughs> this song and he did such a good job of it I I love Scrubs and uh, that that all kind of melds together with how much I love this song but and this is the only one I think that made all three of our lists so that's pretty that's something to be said you know so, ben, that opening drum beat is still so iconic because I used to teach high schoolers you could play that and people they would still know what it is mm-hmm. so that song has kind of permeated even into today's pop culture yeah, yeah the that um, classic breakbeat yeah that, that's amazing um i don't think anyone even knows what they say at the beginning of that song poison yeah spider-man of reason full effect <laughs> like i just look up the lyrics and literally the lyrics say yeah spot a man of freedom for a fact <laughs> like nobody knows what they say <laughs> Honestly, I've never looked up the lyrics, and yeah. until you just said something, I assumed what you said first were the lyrics. I just know yeah. Spider-Man's in there somewhere. I just <laughs> yeah. like, okay. All right, so uh, this song was already mentioned. Uh, my number two is Just Got Paid by Johnny Kemp. This is the late 80s club banger of all time. Like this, this when you are getting ready to go out or do something fun, you put this song on to get you juiced up. Like this is just got paid Friday night. I'm about to, about to go out and have a good time. You know, he starts off the song, check the mirror, I'm looking fly, round up my posse, jump in the ride. Like, okay, we about to do something now. We about to party now. It's just, it's, and it's it's infectious and it's just an electric song. It's just it has this universal appeal um, to anybody who listens to it. And, and no matter what type of genre of music that you like, I put this song on. You know the party's about to start, no matter where you yeah. are. Uh, like you, you, exactly a big old club song. I it was my number five. Um, 
when I listen to it, I just I just want to like do that white boy side clap side yeah we got paid Friday night like, it is I I can't dance for shit but I can do that and I and I do that every time <laughs> to just got paid. Um, and actually, the song started off as an instrumental track for which Keith Sweat brought Keith Sweat brought to Kemp to write the lyrics, um, but Keith Sweat ultimately passed on it on the song uh, that was originally going to be on his 1987 debut. Uh, so Johnny Kemp took the song, and he, I'm glad he did. He did a great job. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't I hadn't heard that story before. I can imagine though, as soon as he heard Johnny Kemp sing the song, he's like Keith Sweat's like, nope, I can't sing like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Do we want to do honorable mentions before we do number one, or do we want to wait? Um, my number one is already spoiled, so, so I is get mine. It. And I know the artist for Ben, but I don't know the song. And so, uh, yeah, let's wait, let's wait till afterwards, just so we'd make sure we don't spoil his. Because I think right. I think maybe your number one, Ben, is one of my honorable mentions, but okay. I don't have to mention. Yeah. Okay. All right, Adam, go ahead and right. uh, state your number one. Uh, my number one was John's number three, Bobby Brown, My Prerogative. They say I'm crazy. I really don't care. That's my prerogative. They say I'm nasty. But I don't give a damn. Getting girls is how I live. Some nasty questions. Why am I so real? But they don't understand me. This song, 1988, the Don't Be Cruel album, number one. This is like the ultimate New Jack Swing song for me. You know, it's an anthem. Um, he worked with Teddy Riley on it, on that initial beat. Super catchy, fun, it's dancey. I find it impossible not to love my prerogative. Yeah, I I mean, I, I'd agree. Um, I, I think Bobby Brown's got a lot of good songs and maybe even some better songs, but this is the one that I kind of fell in love with first. Mm-hmm. And uh, it has always kind of been, in again, in my rotation. So, I mean, that's I, I, toyed, I toyed with the idea of going with a different song, but I, in mm-hmm. the end I knew it had to be this one. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that, that bass line in that song. Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so my number one has has already been mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Adam didn't think too much about it because he put it way down at like number <laughs> eight or something. It was my number eight, yeah. But I have always been in love with this song, and that's the song Motown Philly by Boys to Men.
I, I, it at least made my list. It didn't even make Ben's list. So how about that, John? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but 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 Ben lived through that era. Yeah, we just observed it. Yeah, fair enough. I would, you know, I would say that you know a lot of what went into my rankings is mm-hmm. my emotional connection to the song. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's important. So, so, I mean, my emotional connection just isn't as strong as these other yeah. 10 songs. That's fine. Exactly. Uh, fair enough. No, it was just fine. I mean, I, our, our podcast is really much is about all about nostalgia, and nostalgia mm-hmm. will play a big part on most of our lists. Sometimes our, our lists are full of things that people are like, how in the world did that even make a top 10? It's like, well, you know what? It yeah. was there in my childhood. And like this song was there in my childhood. It was why I loved it. Came out in 1991, the Cool High Harmony album, number three, Billboard Hot 100. Uh, it was co-written by Michael Bivens of Belle Biv DeVoe. Um, mm. And honestly, I mean, what what kind of kept it dropping? I expected that song to be like in my, easily my top five, but it just kind of kept up dropping because the chorus, the chorus is maybe one of the my favorite choruses on this entire album. But like, the, I thought, I ended up thinking that the verses were just kind of okay. I liked it, um, but like, it, the the course is what kind of kept it propped up. So, all right, fine. fine I mean, it's still, it's still a damn good song. It made my top ten. It's awesome. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, I'm yeah. just I'm just not I'm just not excited that you're not excited. Like, about I know I'm excited about. <laughs> like, so you have to understand that this is like a family tree, right? So you know, Bivens yeah. discovered them. So mm-hmm. you know, if if you are a Boys to Men fan, then by proxy, you are a new edition fan. I mean, it, it, mm-hmm. you have to be. And Bill Biv DeVoe, and Bobby yeah. Brown, and Johnny Gill, yeah. and Ricky Bobby, Ronnie Bobby, Ricky Mike. You know, all of the permutations. <laughs> yeah, like, right. it's all a tree, you know? Yeah. Which is what I, I love about these sort of like, sort of sub-genres, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd call this a sub-genre, but sure. you get a lot of that. I, we talked, Adam and I talked about that when we talked about grunge. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got a lot of, uh, a lot of these bands that were formed out of, uh, you know, older bands that contain similar people, and that's what I, that's one thing I love about music, is is you can you can tr- literally trace lineages mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. way from yeah. influences and bands together. All right, it's it's finally here, Mr. Young. Yeah. So one. speaking of trees and, and similarities, um, so this this was my number one. Um, there were, there's no way in hell that this artist is not on a top ten list for new jack swing anything there's just no way in hell um this was uh in 1989 nobody sold more albums in the world than bobby brown he had the number one best-selling album in 1989 um my number one song is every little step by bobby brown That was the one I was considering over my prerogative. If we were doing multiple songs per artist, 
both that song yeah. and my probably absolutely great it's, choice. It's tough because I'm like, okay, I've got three songs to pick from for Bobby. I've got my prerogative. I've got Don't Be Cruel, and I've got Every Little Step. Uh, I, I want to add Humping Around. That's a damn good one too. <laughs> humping Around, yes, Humping Around is also up way up there, right? So it's like, yeah. oh, how do I just pick one? But then I think about when I think about these songs. You know, this music video is iconic. You know, he's in mm-hmm. the suspenders with no shirt mm-hmm. and spenders, suspenders attached to biker shorts with dress socks and dress shoes. <laughs> like, that's iconic. Yeah, the Gumby haircut. He's got the huge white letters of every little step behind him. He's mm-hmm. dancing his fucking ass off. Yeah. Like, it, dude, it's just, it's every little step. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's funny. Even though I ended up going my prerogative, after I was like listening to my songs and just kind of like walking around the house, every little step was the one that was stuck in my head more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Funny. I would always just go every little step I take. On you. I mean, always. <laughs> right. But like I, for some reason, I still just whatever it is, my prerogative. I just yeah. I'm more nostalgic to it. And so that's what I, I if, if you yeah. uh, if you ask me to analyze it from a musical perspective, I, I would probably say that every little step is a better song mm-hmm. than my prerogative. But it just wasn't as I was more nostalgic yeah. for my prerogative. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is how yeah. I ended up there. Sure. So. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's do some honorable mentions. Um, why don't we just yeah. do like a couple each? Sure. We'll have a few. Um, so, Ben, I'm going to let you start this one off. I only had a couple of honorable. Well, I guess I can go into more. But the two that I really wanted to point out um, was one of them was uh, Troop uh, Spread My Wings. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> just a great song from the time. But it kind of was more of a traditional R&B. It wasn't really quite new jack swing mm-hmm. um and then the other one is an artist i think is overlooked a lot during this time because he didn't chart as high um um one of my honorable mentions is fake by alexander o'neill mm-hmm. um <clears throat> really that's a really cool song it's definitely a new jack swing era not as popular as the others but it still sticks out in my mind a lot so uh th- i'm only really going to mention one because the other one that i was going to mention was i'm your baby tonight by whitney houston and this one you're probably gonna laugh at, but this is this one made my list for nostalgia more than anything else. Not because it's a great song, um, and it was because I I think we, uh, as kids we like to see when other kids do oh, well. Yeah. And my my one of my honorable mentions is, is Aisha by Another Bad Creation. <laughs> uh, there you go. That's uh, I, I saw that one like listening to it. I was like, oh, that's that's a cute fun song. It was cute. Yeah, exactly. A little, a little kids, kids getting a little too into it when you really listen to it. They're really, <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah. You listen to the words, you're like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> yeah. There, and this, there's a little rap breakdown, I think, in one of the, is it Aisha, where it's like she she gave up the putty for some, some candy yeah. or something. I'm like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Because I was roughly the same age as those kids when this came out. So I'm like, yeah. well, what's going on in this song? Yeah. <laughs> Of course, you know, there was like pop that coochie was out around the same time. Yeah. So it wasn't nowhere near as overt as Luke, but, you know, mm-hmm. still. All right, Adam, you got some honorable uh, mentions? Yeah, there's uh, two I want to mention. Um, one was Jade, Don't Walk Away. That's a, a really good song. Mm-hmm. It just ended up kind of just dropping and dropping until it got out of my top 10. Um, and then the other one, on a lot of my on a lot of the lists that I saw, uh, they considered MJ uh, particularly his Dangerous album as New Jack Swing, and one of the most they they called it the highest you know best selling New Jack it Swing is, album. Of it all is time. considered the the highest grossing New Jack Swing but, album of all time. But when I listen to it, uh, you know, and they put Remember the Time as one of the highest. But for me, I like Remember the Time. But Jam would have been if mm. if I would have going to consider an MJ song, 
But even then, when I listen to even any of those, I just hear MJ, I just hear pop, and there's elements of New Jack Swing. Um, so Michael Jackson Jam was going to mm. be the one that I was considering, but like ultimately, I kind of, in my head, I went like, you know what? I have to listen to it and be like, yeah, that's New Jack Swing. And for most of the MJ stuff, I just, I, I couldn't consider it. So I had to, had to pull him. Well, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that Teddy Riley was a producer and a co-songwriter on a lot gotcha. of songs. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. he was bringing him in to bring in that element. But, yeah. you know, MJ is still going to do MJ. Yeah. So it's, it's not yeah. totally going to be yeah. Uh, yeah, New Jack Swing. I was, and I was sitting here thinking, like, what was kind of the last great album that had elements of New Jack Swing from a chronological standpoint? Mm-hmm. We know that, you know, Control was kind of kind of started everything. But mm-hmm. Dangerous is probably the bookend from a chronological mm-hmm. standpoint um, in terms of, you know, New Jack Swing elements in music um, mm-hmm. that, that's that cohesive. I mean, some people could say, you know, Montel Jordan, uh, This Is How We Do It. That came out yeah. in 94, but that, I mean, the beat was basically Bedtime Story. and it was, it was a cover of Bedtime Story. So I don't mm-hmm. know if that quite counts because you're just mm-hmm. sampling a beat from the 80s. Right. Um, but that's probably the last chronologically last new Jack swing element type music. So we got bookended by the Jacksons. Yeah, you go. did <laughs> as, as, as everything should be in life. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Indeed. I mean, that, that is a designation of a fantastic musical genre. <laughs> yeah. Don't disagree. Yeah. Well, Mr. Ben young, I was so excited. You agreed to do this. Um, would you like to uh, promote anything? I would say um, I, I don't have anything offhand other than I just really believe that um, there's just there's not enough love going around in the world. And I really just want to encourage everyone to, to be kind to each other and and try to devise new and interesting ways to spread love and, and, and good faith. Mm. That's that's what I would say. So it sounds like you want people to listen to I Want to Sex You a little more. <laughs> That's going to spread the love, I'm telling you. That's going to spread a lot more than love. Um, yeah, in, invest in diaper companies now. There's a baby boom coming in nine months. It's going to happen. That's right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was our top 10 New Jack Swing songs. Please join us next time for an all-mummy episode as we are joined by Emily Slade from the Why This Film podcast to break down the 1999 movie, review the early 2000s television show, and recast The Mummy using actors of today. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at blastfromourpast at gmail.com. And if you want to suggest a movie or TV show from your childhood or to be a guest on the podcast, go over to patreon.com backslash blastpastcast and pick a tier that works for you. To find us on social media, search for at BlastPassCast. So until next time, I'm John. And I'm Adam. And thanks for joining us. See you next time. guys i'm tess and i'm Corey, and we are the ongoing comic book discussion podcast the place where one guy and one gal dive into the world of comic books one adventure at a time that's right you can find us every wednesday on apple podcasts spotify iHeartRadio, or any of your favorite podcatchers so come check out ocd podcasts where comic books are cool, cool.